Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. We're going to continue on in our study, the book of Acts. We're going to finish up chapter number 13 today, and tomorrow we'll beginning, uh, be beginning chapter 14. So let's just quickly review since uh, we've had the weekend off, but Paul and Barnabas were encouraging uh, those that were being saved to continue in the grace of God. And remember, their, their message was that by Jesus, everyone who believes is justified from all things, which you could not have through the law of Moses. So now what you're having here and what they're experiencing is the Jews now were stirring up the multitude, filling them with envy, contradicting and blaspheming. So then remember, as we finished off last week, Paul quotes Isaiah, uh, two different verses, 42.6 and 49.6. And he says, I've set, uh, quoting God here, saying, I have set you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. So with that now being said, let's begin here in verse 48 today. And uh, we'll continue on. Verse 48 says, Now when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as have been appointed to eternal life believed. So let me just take a moment here on this particular verse. Uh, it says, as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. So if you just kind of do a cursory reading of that, you might think that only certain people are appointed to eternal life. In other words, predestination to an extreme says that God destines some people and it's his prerogative to send some to hell and some to heaven. But that's not really what is being said here uh, in the word of the Lord. The Bible says, remember the one verse in the New Testament says, many are called, but few are chosen. Well, the difference between being called and chosen is whether you answer the call or not. So to be chosen doesn't mean that God picked you over somebody else. Uh, he chooses every person who responds, and everybody is called. And so here what we would read is that as many has been that had been appointed to eternal life believed. So the appointment to eternal life means that they believed. And so they are included in the chosen here. And what you have is revival, in a sense, happening in the Gentile um, um, population here uh, at Antioch of Pisidia. And now we move on. It says, And the word of the Lord was being spread throughout all the region. Well, the reason the word of the Lord had, had been spread and was being spread is because these people were excited to have eternal life. They were uh, energized by the truth of the gospel. They were realizing now that there was real hope here, a real promise that they are in right standing with God. It was a brand new revelation, and to many today it's a new revelation, that they are seen through the completed work of Christ, that Jesus' blood has washed them free. And now his that same blood not only has washed them clean, but, but energized them and empowered them to do the work of the ministry. So this revelation was settling on the Gentiles, and they were telling everybody, when you are excited about something, you're going to go tell somebody, the people that you know and love, you're going to explain and share with them something that you found out that is beneficial, and that's what's happening here. So throughout the entire region, the gospel is being spread. Notice nobody had to go through a 12-week discipleship course. Nobody had to read somebody's book on what you do after you're saved. It's a very organic move. It's a, it's a very uh, uh, 
genuine move of God here where people are just responding to the love of God. And as they respond to God's love, then the word of God is being spread. It's being preached. People are sharing uh, the love of God with others. So we go on now in verse number 50. It says, But the Jews stirred up the devout and prominent women and the chief men of the city and raised up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. Uh, listen, this is interesting because a lot of people realize that the, the, the head of a relationship is the, the husband, but that women are going to be influencers of the, of the head. So what you have here is they wanted to stir up the chief men of the region to remove Paul and Barnabas. So the way they went into that is to stir up the prominent women, the devout women, devout to the law, devout to, uh, you know, um, the teaching of Moses and so forth. So they stirred them up. They in turn stirred up their husbands because think of it, it's the it's the devout and prominent women and the chief men of the city. Well, who are the chief men of the city going to be married to but the prominent women of the city? So in order to get the men stirred up to take action, uh, they're going to um, first stir up the women and they're going to begin to, uh, you know, politic, if you will, their husbands to do something, to take action. I can't tell you how many times I've done something in my own life because my wife was just uh, imploring me. She was, uh, you know, encouraging me, constantly bringing to my attention something that needed to be done, whether it was with our children or, or you know, something, some other situation in our life. But we see that that's how relationships work. That's how marriages work. And that's what we see here. And that's what the devout Jews of the, of the region did to come against Paul and Barnabas. It wasn't just them coming against them, but it was getting the people of influence to come against them and to remove them. And here's what they did. They didn't stand and debate these people. They didn't try to win an argument. They just simply shook the dust off from their feet and came to the next city, which is Iconium. So they're in Antioch of Pisidia. Now they're going down to Iconium and you'll see how this all plays out as we start chapter 14. But this is interesting. Verse 52, the last um, verse of the chapter says, And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So the disciples, these people that were following Paul and Barnabas, they were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. It reminds me of the verse in Romans 14, verse 17. It says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy comes through a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Joy is manifested in our life, along with peace and righteousness, by the way, and they're already got that because they've received Christ through the teaching of Paul and Barnabas. And so now they're experiencing the joy, which is strengthening them to carry on, to carry the gospel. Paul and Barnabas may be leaving uh, Iconium or, or uh, Antioch, but the people that are left behind are going to continue to preach because they're empowered by the Holy Spirit. They have joy unspeakable, the Bible says, and full of glory. That's what comes in this dynamic of salvation and so now things are happening. Things are, uh, you know, breaking out, if you will. And the important thing to recognize is, is that Jesus taught the disciples to pray in Matthew chapter 6. Uh, our Father, our, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, the kingdom of God, again, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So what we see here is a kingdom reaction to the Word of God. They are experiencing God's kingdom on earth 
as it is in heaven, because how many of you know the kingdom of heaven is full of joy and peace and righteousness? So when we see heaven invade earth, then we see people experience the very kingdom of heaven on earth just the way it is in heaven itself. So you see a, a dynamic picture of the gospel infusing the, the first generation church, starting right back up there in verse uh, 38 and 39 as we see the gospel message that everyone who believes is justified from all things. So there's never been anything in your life that the gospel, the blood of Jesus, has not justified you from. Jesus paid the price for all of us. So with that being said, that's we're closing up chapter 13 today. We'll begin chapter 14 tomorrow, but let me just encourage you today to recognize the peace, the joy, the righteousness on the inside of you through the Holy Spirit and let that come out of you and begin to rejoice. Remember in verse 48, it says that the Gentiles, as they heard the word, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. Uh, friend, you have that opportunity today to recognize that most of the problems that we face are what we might call first world problems. They are not the types of problems that people deal with in the third world. And yes, they are real, but put in perspective of, of the good news of the gospel, we should be able to praise our way through anything because God is faithful to his word. Just the way he was then, he is with us today. So God has a plan for you today. That plan is to use you to spread the joy of the Lord through your life. And friend, that is a powerful, powerful thing. So thank you for your time today. Have a great day in the Lord, and I will see you right here tomorrow on the podcast. God bless.